Welcome to this episode of The Wolf and the Shepherd. Today we're going to be talking about Election Day. I mean, with Election Day upon us, and we're going to release this podcast before Election Day, because we're going to make some predictions and everything, and then once the election happens, we're going to see how close we got. So there's going to be some predictions, but we're also going to talk about, you know, all things election. We're going to try our best not to be too partisan with this Uh kind of keep you guessing as far as uh, who we're voting for if if we're voting uh, you know you could leave it at that too whether or not we actually voted uh, but I'm pretty sure you're gonna drill into me here in a little bit and ask me if I voted so I'm probably gonna give that up so uh, take it away well you know I've been using the last few podcasts we've done as an opportunity to sing um, a good alternative song I heard a few years ago was every day is election day and it was kind of a radio headed um type sound to it it's like every day is election day yeah you're scaring you're scaring away listeners again with your singing yeah uh, well i'm i'm trusting on a lot of them being tone deaf to be honest with you i was actually trying to uh implore those people because i've gone on a few of the forums and tried to actually bring up followers get more followers from the tone death audience because when we do actually release that offset of the podcast the wolf and the shepherd sing the classics that's going to be our audience oh uh, yeah i i'm not sure i'm looking forward to that but uh, yeah well it's gonna I, be interesting well i mean we're gonna appear on the america's got no talent show so yes yeah but um that title the reason i actually mentioned that other than trying to get an excuse to just sing was in reality, every day is election day in terms of what the politicians put before us and how we react to what is done. I mean, people don't just 48 hours before an election decide who to vote for. I mean, it's the previous kind of four years which really sets the trail for how people... I don't think too many people shift. I mean, obviously, there is a percentage of people who cross the aisle. Right. But I think that song, Every Day is Election Day although it's not technically true, is absolutely true in terms of the influence that politicians' decisions do make upon us. Well, it should be. We we should be looking at what the politicians are supposedly doing for us, what they actually do for us, and that, as Americans, that's our only chance to kind of sound our voice off. Hey, Shepard, what have the Romans ever done for us? irrigation sanitation nothing <laughs> nothing uh, yeah it, yeah you know gondolas sorry we're just giving a shout out to yeah. our monty python fans aren't <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh that, that's kind of a reach but but now yeah now, now i see where you're going with that but uh, um in in texas actually by today uh and we're october the 30th today and tomorrow um you actually won't hear because I think it's a late... No, actually, you did hear it in the, our first Halloween special that tomorrow, Halloween, is your birthday. So It is. Tomorrow so, is my birthday. So Election Day is kind of overshadowed by your birthday. But by today, more than 9 million people have voted in Texas, which is more than in the entire of the 2016 election here. Wow. So, so the early voting, which early voting is big in Texas... Uh, 
most people vote early, but you still have those diehards that want to vote on election day. That that's kind of their thing. Yeah. And election day is of course Tuesday. So more people have voted early than actually voted in total for the 2016 election. That's crazy to think about. Well, I, but mm. if you if you stop and think about uh, the kind of push that has been on voting in this election, I, I haven't seen one, I don't think in any election whatsoever. With You go on Facebook and they say, have you registered to vote? Have you voted? Uh, it's all over the place. It's vote, vote, vote. It, it's really being forced down our throats this election cycle. Yeah. And um, so far, actually, in the whole of the United States, just under 85 million have already voted so far, which... Wow. Uh, and um, the estimates are that most of those people are actually alive as well. So I think we might oh, have a actually, good. you know, relatively fair election in that. Oh. Now, did you vote already? I have. I voted uh, not this past Saturday, but Saturday before. No. I, By I, mail or did you actually I, go to I, a polling I, station? No, I, I went voting. to a uh, election place. I was in and out in less than 10 minutes. Uh, there was lots Your of, wife said that was a record, by the way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that, that, that was definitely yeah. a record. It, it's usually a lot less than that, but, uh, yeah. but, but this time I did last 10 minutes yeah. and, uh, went in and was able to fill out my little form, get, uh, everything was done on a computer and then it printed out a piece of paper. I looked at the piece of paper to verify that what I punched into the computer was actually what I voted for and slipped that into another computer and walked out. And like I said, in and out, less than 10 minutes. Wasn't bad. Yeah, my dog actually got um, through the mail uh, an option to do a mail-in vote. Now she's 15, but she's also ginger, so I actually suppressed her vote and ripped it up because I don't want gingers voting in this election. Yeah, it, well, not only that, but I mean, in dog years, it... it, it Let's look at it this way. So, so you got to be in the United States. You got to be eighteen to vote, right? And used to be twenty-one. Then it lowered to eighteen. Should we put a maximum age on voting? That's a, actually a very good question because, actually, um, in some countries, when you have your driver's license, when you get to a certain age, you have to retake your test to prove that you can still actually drive right. effectively on the road and you're not a danger to people. So, I mean, exactly. that, that might be a good thing. And, and this is one of the reasons why I'm against lowering the age to 16. Because when you've got kids who are eating Tide Pods and dancing on TikTok, I'm right. not necessarily sure those are the best people who should be making fiscal and foreign, you know, policies for the country. Sure. It, and then on that flip side, at certain ages... Like you say, if you have to retest for your driver's license, if you have to retest for all this, it, should there be a maximum cutoff age? I mean, that that's something that's never really discussed. But it, if you take someone that is kind of up there in age and they're making a decision that's going to affect the rest of the country, but maybe they're only going to live maybe you know three to six months... 
we're talking about a decision that could last two, four, six years, right? So it, should there be at some point that we have a maximum age before you know you lose your right to vote? I don't know because I'm actually against people voting if it's been within 12 months of a divorce because I don't think you can make rational decisions. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. Uh, there, there probably should be some questions. You you probably should yeah. have to pass a yeah. uh, hybrid IQ test, maybe yeah. a U.S. history test or whatever before right. you click the button. But I digress. Uh, yeah. we, we, we don't want to get down into that. But I know some people listening are probably thinking the same thing. Yeah. Or maybe they've never thought about it that way and said, well, hey, maybe, maybe that is smart. I mean, we, it, using your driving example... We don't just pass out driver's yeah. license because you can buy a car and you can get behind the wheel and drive it. You have to prove the fact that you can actually drive that car and yeah. you know what the laws are. So, Well, I mean, you and I are actually very in favor of voter suppression, but not based upon race or religion or political affiliation. Correct. It's mainly based about uh, um, what you watch on TV and kind of what music you listen to and that type of stuff. I yes. think if you listen to Nickelback, you, you should probably be treated like a felon and maybe not have the vote. Yeah, Maybe it should be a felony to actually like Nickelback. I wonder if we could squeeze that through Congress. Well, depending you know, who it, gets in... Well, but, we it, might be able but to if we had the happen. lobbying power, maybe yeah. maybe we turn the podcast into a lobby, and that's the lobby that we make it illegal and a felony to listen to Nickelback. Yeah. That way, people that listen to Nickelback lose the right to vote. Yeah. New mission. Uh, that uh, that's our new mission right. statement. But yeah. we we still have mantis yeah. shrimp that we got to take care of. I mean, yeah. our, it, for as lazy as we are, we've got all these responsibilities now that are piling up, and uh, we both know we're not going to get any of them taken care of. No, because we, we just don't care enough. Yeah, well, honest. and we're too lazy to even put these things on a list. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, do you ever vote in local elections? I don't actually know anybody personally who votes in local elections. But when we drive in our area here in North Tarrant County in North Texas, there are constantly on almost every corner all these signs, vote for this person for this, this person for this, and yet I don't know anybody who actually votes in local elections. I don't. Uh, I, I see some of the election returns with the local elections, and I'm saying, okay, well, there were a total of 300 and some votes which is crazy that, right. you know, if it's 160 versus 140 and some dude wins off 20 votes, that goes back to the fact that, you know, every vote counts. Yeah. So in something like that, yeah, every vote counts because there's such a low turnout with that. And, of course, there's always that look of the... Uh, what do they call it, the off-year elections, you know, when there's not a president running and you have the midterm elections, right? Yeah. You know, every, every so two years. Every, every yeah. two years, yeah. that the voter turnout is so yeah. much lower. But then, like you say, with the local elections, it's even lower than that yeah. because people just don't want to take the time out to, you know, cast their vote. Well, and, I, think, I think it's actually like watching an elementary school basketball game. You know, you go watch those things and the score ends up like 11 to 6 right. or something like that. I literally think a lot of the local elections, and we're actually more in Texas, a little more, more inclined to vote. I think we value the freedom to vote. 
sure. a bit more than some other states. But even in Texas, local elections traditionally have a lot of, you know, kind of kind of low turnout and stuff. And it, well, it gets I, to that point of apathy, I guess, that because it doesn't really whoever gets in really affect us because uh, I guess maybe in North Texas, unlike again, like some other states, that regardless of who gets in, it really doesn't change much. Right. I, I don't want to put too much time and effort into figuring out who the railroad commissioner should be. Right. Because, number one, I don't even know what a railroad commissioner does. I know the trains go by, and i got to stop, and i got to wait yeah. for a train. But what is that railroad commissioner doing? That I, I... What does the county comptroller do? Uh, what about the tax assessor collector? And, you, and you're electing these people. And I, I try to consider myself somebody that kind of knows a little bit about that stuff, but I don't have a clue. I mean, d- does it really matter who the tax assessor collector is? Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, my taxes aren't going to change depending on who I write my check for my tags on my car or whatever. Right. I, I quite honestly don't care and i think most people just they don't care nobody cares i didn't even know you could vote for railroad commissioner to be i'm honest, pretty but... sure you can well um, well the thing is obviously here, we didn't research that <laughs> we, we actually have a lot of followers here in texas especially pretty close to where we live and if they actually did a way with railroads abolish them completely most of the people here where we live would be pretty happy because yes. then we could avoid the Keller train, which yes. slows down any journey oh, by about 10 minutes. yes, it does. Yeah. There is nothing 140 worse 140 carriages. Yep. Yeah. Nothing worse than yeah. trying to cross the railroad tracks because yeah. you're hungry or, or you're late for something. And then ding, 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 ding. Now yeah. you've got to wait hear for that? a train. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but the good thing is, I mean, you know, people say don't text and drive, don't dial and drive all this stuff. But when that train comes by, you can pretty much catch up on everything on your phone and ah. plus start browsing through absolute crap because that phone t- sorry that train takes so long no that that is true and of course i i grew up in a house that was right by the train tracks i mean not like against the train tracks or anything but it it was about a quarter of a mile away from the train and i also learned by watching my dad as he drove of how to gauge you know whether or not you could outrun the train and try to get across the tracks and of course now that i have a daughter driving age i've done it a couple of times makes her nervous makes the wife nervous but i also said you know do as i say not what i do i've been doing this for over 20 years i know how to race the train and i know when to go across and and just don't do it now this is off a little bit of a tangent for a minute but you know, I love your kids, but I look at your daughter, and even just looking at her, I think she shouldn't be allowed to drive. But sure, your favorite story you ever told me about driving with your dad, rather, w- sorry, rather when when your dad was driving one time, he turned down the radio and told you probably the most influential piece of advice about the opposite sex that you've ever received, and left it at that. Can you tell us that story? Okay, so <laughs> so I'm driving with my dad. I'm going to say I'm 12, 13, somewhere around in there. Yeah. I honestly don't remember the age. But I remember the day just plain as anything. 
and uh, radio's on and I'm sitting in the uh, front seat of the truck he's driving along and the radio's going all of a sudden he just reaches up to the radio and hits the volume button and turns it down and he says Max I need to tell you something and it's very important I said okay he said I, I've tried my best as a father to to teach you you know how to be a man how to live your life and and all this good stuff and and maybe you've listened to everything maybe you haven't but I really need you to pay attention to the next words I'm gonna say because it's very important it, it's extremely important for you to understand this so are you paying attention I said yeah yeah dad I'm I'm paying attention he took a deep breath and he looked at me and he said, women are nuts. And then he turned the radio back up and didn't say a word after that. Now, the great thing about this story is this is before the age of cell phones. So it wasn't right. like you just received a text from your mom, which is exactly. crazy. Yeah. And just kind of like, oh, uh, yeah. this was a well thought out opinion. Yes. It, it probably it, been waiting like two years to I, tell you this. I, I, I couldn't tell you where we were going. I couldn't tell you what happened before that. It, it was... It was just one of those moments, and I, I will never forget that moment. I never forget that moment. <laughs> now, actually, here in Texas, we've got 17 million registered voters. And in the United States as a whole, I think there's close to about 240 million adults who are eligible to vote, but only about 157 or 158, whatever it was, are actually registered to vote. So, I mean... That's like, you know, close to, you know, 80 million people just don't even bother to register to vote. Why do you think that apathy is? Well, I think it's one of those things that people look at and they say, what's really in it for me? You know, I've got to fill out another form to be able to go and vote and does my vote even matter? But at the same time, we were always taught years ago that jury duty is picked from voter registration. So there might be people that say, you know, I don't care to vote. I don't think my vote counts. And the last thing I want to do is be picked for jury duty. So it's, it's not worth me registering to vote because I don't want to be on jury duty. Oh my goodness, the, the types of excuses I've come up with for avoiding jury duty, I don't want to go on onto them on here because of legal issues, but <laughs> I've come up with some good excuses for not oh, having yeah. to go on juries. I mean, it, jury duty yeah. is... <laughs> yeah. I've had several people that have always told me, you know, yeah. they, they want to sit on a jury and all that. I've been called to jury duty twice. I never got selected. Uh, one time, it, they just ran out of cases, so they dismissed everybody. Uh, went into a courtroom one time. I was number seven or eight. I'm thinking, I'm going to get picked for this. And this was back in the days when I was in insurance, and it turned out to be an insurance lawsuit. And when I filled out the paperwork, they said, uh, no, no, that's okay, sir. You can sit down. And I yeah. thought, oh, okay, well, this is an insurance case. So I got out of that. So well, well, I think I've been lucky yeah. enough to not have to serve on a jury. Well, uh, well, I think once I actually came up with the excuse that I had AIDS, I was on experimental drugs and not of sound mind to actually choose my own 
dinner. Yeah. So that kind of got me out of it, I think. It, I, was so, it was something along those lines. I mean, it, it really I, was. Like, I will tell you that uh, the day that I got dismissed because they ran out of cases, I was sitting in the jury room and a woman came in with a baby carriage and had a dog in the baby carriage. And I thought, I don't guilty. know if she's crazy <laughs> or brilliant. I should have got yeah. a baby carriage and brought my dog along because who in the world would want a woman or a, a man, woman, doesn't, doesn't matter gender on that one. Who would want a person sitting on a jury that brought a dog with them to jury duty and then a dog in a baby carriage? Right. I think it was brilliant. I think she was probably she probably won the Nobel Prize the, the next year. Well, was, I think she was brilliant. Well, if it was an open and shut case, like the person was obviously guilty or obviously innocent, I would actually love as the prosecution to actually choose her just to see what she has to say. Yeah, yeah, that's you a good got, point. You got to you got to run good with that. Point. Good but, point. But you know, voter turnout in the last election, you know, two thousand sixteen was that. At a twenty-year low, so I mean, like a five-five election cycle. Um, but gotcha. ironically, Swiper the Fox from Dora the Explorer was blamed ahead of apathy by Hillary Clinton as to why she didn't uh, get, you know, the, get the job. Basically, now, what do you think has changed in two thousand and twenty to basically counter this apathy and why we have so many people voting? And I mean. Even early, I mean, before we get to November the 3rd, we're going to bypass how many people voted in total in the last election. Well, I, I think it's twofold. Number one, Dora's off the air now. So Swiper what do you has... Mean? Uh, well, they're not making any new Dora episodes. Really? As far as I know. Are you serious? I think so. So, so Swiper has no influence on the American election process. So I love Swiper. I, 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 I guess that's probably good. But I love him. the second thing is in, in this age of COVID, ding, 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 that we're in, people are bored. And so there's nowhere for them to go. So like, well, I don't have anything to do. I might as well actually go vote. That, that will give me something to do. They, uh, in Texas... We have stuff to do still. You know, restaurants are open, bars are open, things like that. I mean, limited capacity, and you still got to wear a mask and all that mess. But there's a lot of places that, you know, there's nothing to do, but you can go vote. So most people, you know, they're they're sitting there, and guy's talking to his wife, like, oh, what are we going to do tonight? And the wife says, well, I don't know. What do you want to do? Well, I don't know, you know, blah, blah, blah at least now with such limited options, it's like, well, you know, we can actually go vote. We can yeah. get out of the house and go vote. That gives us something to do. Right. And maybe that has some kind of contributing factor to why there's such a big voter turnout because yeah. people are bored. Yeah. Now, going back to Swiper, which we probably shouldn't. Um, as yeah, you know, we probably shouldn't, yeah, but yeah. let's as do you, it. Yeah. As you know, my son has autism and is mostly nonverbal. But one of the first phrases he learned from watching Dora the Explorer and watching Swiper was, oh, man. So anytime anything goes wrong or he gets caught out in something, he shouldn't be doing something. He still to this day is like, oh, man. Yeah. It, well, not only that, but then ESPN stole that because they had to come on, man. 
I always thought they stole that from Swiper. Yeah. I mean, it, and ironically, because Swiper is supposed to be the thief, and then they stole something from Swiper. Yeah. It, and, and I yeah, thought that was that terrible. Yeah, that is ironic. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it at least with Swiper, it was easy to stop him because all you had to say is Swiper no swiping. Yeah. Swiper no swiping. Oh, swiper man. Swiper no swiping. Yeah. I wish we could stop thieves that way. Yeah. And, you know, like we were talking about earlier, uh, we talked about robots before, and there was an article in uh, AP this uh, today about a lawn mowing robot that was trying to get stolen, and it sent a text message to its owner. Could the robot have just say, you know, swipe or no swiping, and yeah. then the thief? Put it down. Yeah, uh, it would be nice to to be able to have thieves stop that way. Yeah, ironically, he is one of the few immigrants who has been allowed to get away with multiple offenses without being put in jail. He gets instant grace. He, he gets does. instant grace. He, he does. does. He now, does. on the subject of stealing, uh, this leads us into a great segue actually about election stealing through various methods. And again, this is not partisan one way or the other, but. You know, do you think it's fair that social media has the ability to be able to suppress news it doesn't like, especially on political issues? I do. I totally agree with them. Uh, I think they should be able to, you know, squelch whatever they want to squelch because it's it's their own deal, right? It they get to set the rules. You're just a user, right? So if you don't like the rules, then stop using it. Don't don't complain about it. Don't get them to change the rules. It's kind of like I've said with the in the age of COVID, ding ding ding, that we're in. I can choose not to do business with a store that requires me to wear a mask when nobody's in the store and I still have to put on a mask. That's that's my choice to walk into that store. Right. And same with social media. It's my choice to have an account on social media and post what I think I want to post, what I think is free speech to let everybody hear. But it should be their choice to determine whether or not they allow me to say what I want to say, do what I want to do, post what I want to post, put a picture up of whatever I want to do. I, I think it's totally their choice. Most people, though, will not walk away from it. They're so addicted to it. It's kind of like drugs. They, they're still addicted to drugs. They made that choice to use a drug and stick with that drug. So it's not the drug's fault. It's the person's fault to make that choice. Well I, well, I think where the problem comes in is that people treat social media as almost like a solid news base nowadays. So what they read on social media... Well, not, on, not only do they do that, but they almost treat it as a right. Right. They almost treat it as a right that they should be able to be on social media as a right and it's not a right it's can you a choose a, can you choose a different word because like when you say right and i agree with you normally i say right but now it just sounds like there's an echo in the room oh no I can't. okay okay but my point is that i think you know we know there's an absolute lack of fact checking when people read news from anything whether it be cnn fox 
and that, you know both both that pla- both matter yeah i mean both pla- both platforms kind of pander to their base and it's not good to watch cnn all the time it's not good to watch fox all the time because you get in this polarized mindset where you start believing you know you get this confirmation bias and if there's anything you hear from anybody else whether it be on social media or anything else you get this you know cognitive dissonance where you stick your head in the sound and you don't want to hear it but on social media i think people are still or rather the majority of people are still very naive that they believe just like we always joke about everything on the internet is true they believe that everything on social media is true but then you have people specifically with you know like facebook and twitter where they have an obvious political bias and they get in these fact checkers on other people's behalf the user's behalf who are still on that side of the partisan fence and so it's like oh well i don't need to check this because somebody else has fact checked it but there's so much bias with it it ends up misleading people so do you think that perhaps all political speech on those type of platforms so it doesn't mislead people should be banned just simply because of that effect because there are too many people who are influenced by what we want to call fake news where they won't fact check it but if somebody says i fact checked it they believe them well i think that boils down to kind of our continuous mantra in our podcast that we don't do that much research we talk about what's in our minds I think we are actually researching stuff a little bit deeper than your general person. They they don't want to take the time to look anything up. They want somebody to tell them what's happening, what to think, what to feel, and they don't have the time for it because they're worried about paying the rent. They're worried about putting food on the table. So they need somebody to tell them what they're supposed to believe, what they're supposed to think. And unfortunately, with all of the, you know, not to just keep down in social media, but with all the social media, it's so easy now to put your voice out there because even with podcasts, right? I mean, we talked about this before. We started this podcast and we love doing the podcast and all that, but we couldn't have done this 30 years ago because you'd have had to have a radio station behind you. You would have had to have producers and a contract and they could kind of control you and all that. And now you have all this free speech out there, but you have zero filter. Right. And we've relied on people to say, well, you have to be your own filter because there's so much going on out there and so much being said out there. And nobody really knows how to filter it. And so, like we joked about, like you brought up before, with the if it's on the internet, it's true. Once something's put into print, which is the internet, or put into a video, you know, you you put a dude up there with a suit and tie on, and he makes a minute and a half video, it's pretty convincing, because you're like, oh, okay, well, that person's dressed nice, he's got... Uh, nice background. He looks like a newscaster. I'm gonna believe what he says. Yeah, most now, most people do that. It, yeah, it's sad, but it, most people do it. Now, I I know we don't like to go off topic on our podcasts. We never like going no, off topic. No, we don't. We don't. But we I just never do it. I just got yet another text through on my watch 
from the Boy Scouts of America, or rather the whoever's in charge of the class action lawsuit, uh, asking if I was abused while being in the Boy Scouts of America. I just want to put it out there right now. I was never a member of the Boy Scouts of America, and I was never abused, so stop texting me. Now, quick shift. Do you think, honestly, foreign actors like Russia and China really have that much influence if they spend millions of dollars buying ads on social media, you know, giving negative or positive views towards candidates that it really affects that many people? I know we talked about, yeah, people believe what they read, but that's normally from their friends and what their friends post article. But when you see a random banner thing, do you really think it has that much effect on people's voting? I don't think so. I I think that people inherently already believe what they're going to believe, and it's very hard, especially in a political atmosphere, to change their mind. Right. That most people get pretty dug in on their political beliefs, and it's very hard to change their mind. And you can have hundreds or thousands of articles trying to change people's minds on their political beliefs, their political ideologies, you're not going to change their mind. Right. Uh, I think some of the, you know, the Facebooks and, and the Twitters or whatever encourage that because it's a money-making machine yeah. for them. So, so why not? I mean, if, if I own Twitter, I would want all that money coming in. I, I wouldn't care. I, yeah. I don't. I don't think they care. They they look at it as a revenue stream. Yeah. Now, um, we spoke about this earlier because we were both listening to our buddy Joe Rogan's podcast earlier with Kanye on there, and he's running, you know, as an independent. Yeah, and and not uh, not really a third party because I don't think he identifies with any particular I, party, know, does I, he? I don't know, and of course we didn't do the research on whether not. or not yeah. he has a party. Right. I, look, yeah. I, the deal with Kanye that I'm looking at is kind of like, uh, what was the guy's name, Gary Johnson, that ran back in 2016? Uh, too early. Yeah. I think Kanye was too early. Uh, you know, he, he went out there, he was a Trump supporter, he was wearing a MAGA hat and all that. And then all of a sudden decided, well, let me go ahead and run for president. Once again, I think too early. Uh, I think Kanye actually would have a decent chance of winning, just like Trump did in 2016 when everybody voted for him saying, you know, I'm sick of the way politicians are, so let's try something different. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. If... I'm, I've already voted, and uh, I'm not going to tell you who I voted for, but I will tell you I didn't vote for Kanye, uh, not because I wouldn't vote for him, because if he runs in 2024, be honest, I'm going to vote for Kanye. Well, he's not actually on the ticket here in right. Texas, is he but, registered too late, no, I think, but, to get but on the that, vote. But see, that's my point. Yeah. I didn't vote for Kanye because I would have to click the button and actually write him in. Yeah. And that takes like 10 seconds, and that was too much work. Yeah. And so it, that's why I say, yeah. Kanye, man, it, it was it was too early. You got to get it organized a little better. I think you got a chance in 2024. You're a young man. Yeah. 
you know, we, we got two, uh, and we, obviously we have more than two candidates running for president, but the, the two main parties, they're, they're older guys. You're a young man. You got a lot of life ahead of you. Dude, just give it up for this one. Learn from the mistakes and run in 2024 and maybe shock the country. Well, we've obviously come to that time where it's ask the shepherd the how many do you think type question. How many people oh, oh, do you so, actually so think again, are currently running for president? Yeah, so so once again, here here's one of those stump the shepherd and you always stump the shepherd. Yeah. So, so the question again is, I talked over you, sorry. That's okay. The question again is... How many people do you think are currently on the ticket across the nation running so, uh, for president? Officially? Yeah. Uh, eight. I actually don't know the answer because like normal, when I ask you these questions, if you get close, I just change the answer. Just knowing full well, you're not going to bother looking up to see whether I'm telling the truth or not. Of course. But with, with them... I mean, given it's 2020 and 2020 has not just thrown us one curveball, it's like a curveball every month. I think it would actually be quite funny if Kanye won in some respects because oh, yeah. 2020 can't get any weirder. Plus, I really love his album Graduation and I think he deserves at least 20 million votes just for that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, once again, I, I think if the dude would have done it right and made sure he got on all the ballots and all yeah. that... It would have been shocking. I, I think he would have done better than Gary Johnson did in 2016. Right. And, and Gary Johnson didn't really get that many votes, but if you dig into the numbers, it was actually pretty respectable yeah. uh, what he was able to do. Uh, talking about people running for president, we have Joe Jorgensen, who is the libertarian candidate, a lot of people don't know who she is. Joe, uh, is that honestly her Joe. first name? Yeah, J-O. Well, that's Joe. probably what throws it off. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. so you have two <laughs> different Joes, yeah, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I kind of feel bad for her because I haven't, of course, done any research on her whatsoever and what her platform is. Of course, I know what the libertarian platform stands for, but if you, if you took 100 people in a room six foot apart in the uh, age of COVID that we're in right now, ding, 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 uh, you would probably have three of them that have even heard the name Joe Jorgensen. Right. So uh, maybe after this 2020 election, some things kind of bust loose. You never know. You yeah. never know. I mean, I mean, I think, um, you know, last election it happened... And this election, even more so, that a lot of uh, Hollywood celebrities, sports stars have weighed in with their opinion, feeling that, you know, because they're famous, their opinion should somehow carry more weight. And, you know, they, t they talk about, you know, who you should vote for, and they talk on issues which they're really not, you know, that educated to talk about. I think, you know, as Ricky Gervais said at the uh, Grammys earlier on in this year, that, you know, most... Um, Hollywood stars and stuff have spent less time in school than Greta Thurberg, you know, so that they're not in a position to kind of lecture or educate anybody. But the problem is you have people who like a band or they like an actor or an actress. And, you know, I mean, I think, you know, Taylor Swift is a famous example of whoever she gives her um, 
approval of it's like a it's a kiss of death you know i mean they lose they lose heavily but you know i mean i even the even the celebrities and actors i like i don't give a crap about their political beliefs i don't really want to listen to them lecture me on anything i like them because of how well they act or if they're a singer how well they sing or if they're a sports star how well they perform i know that you know compared to the person who lives next door who's moved out because she got divorced so maybe not her maybe the one the other side of us um you know their opinion is not worth any more than theirs just because they're famous and they make a lot of money for you know being able to dribble a ball or you know fake a persona on movie doesn't make any difference to me but there are a lot of people who are affected by that yeah and the one band that comes to mind immediately with this topic is Rage Against the Machine. Right. Love their music. Uh, growing up, you know, a teenager in the 90s, Rage Against the Machine was one of my favorite bands. Love their music. I would sing along to those songs, not even thinking about what I was singing along to. Then I started drilling into some of the things they were saying. I'm like, huh, I don't agree with that. And, oh, wait, I do agree with this. But I like them for their music, not for their political statement. Yeah. Uh, If you were a little bit older, you know, say maybe in your uh, mid-20s or something like that, and could actually understand what they were trying to project... You were kind of a fool if you said you liked them and followed everything that they said based off the message they were trying to portray. I liked them for their music. That was it. Look, I'm a George Clooney fan. Uh, I don't agree so much with his politics. Right. But I will tell you, you know what? I like him in movies. And because I disagree with George Clooney on some of the things that he talks about politically, doesn't mean I'm going to stop watching his movies. Because guess what? George Clooney, great actor. Yeah. I think he's he's a great actor there. I haven't seen all his movies, but every one that I've seen that he's in, I've liked. And because he tells me that, you know, he has this political belief, I'm going to say, okay, well, we can agree to disagree on that because I really don't care what you think about that politically. I care about you making good movies. Sure, exactly. And, um, you know, I want to move into the prediction part of the election. So so the, the reason why we did this podcast is for our predictions. What is going to happen after election day. Well, well, I think, I mean, we probably might be the some of the worst people to make a prediction. because. Oh, no, we are the worst people because, to make Because let's be honest, if the lottery was based upon there's only three numbers between one and three, and you had to choose the number between one and three, and the number which kind of gets out, you win, and we bought ten tickets, we probably still wouldn't win the lottery. Oh, there's no problem There's no there. chance we'd win it. Because no. we'd put it all on one number. Yeah. We would. Because we're trying, like, yeah, whatever we, that we, number is. We wouldn't, we wouldn't even think yeah. about the fact that, yeah. oh, there's oh, only three. Let's say your bets. No, we'll put it all on yeah, one number. Yeah. yeah so yeah, don't, yeah. We're so terrible. Please, yeah. So please don't um, go out and either online or wherever kind of place any bets based upon what we're saying. So there has been a lot of people saying, and, and from the left and the right across various news networks, that 
regardless of who wins, we're going to get in a mini-scale civil war whoever wins. Mm. Just because of the, I guess, untrust of the process or their dissatisfaction of the eventual victor, there is going to be a mini-scale civil war. And I mean, I know we've had a mini-scale civil war maybe for the last, you know, six, seven months in certain states, but that it will actually be, you know, nationwide. I'm going to say yes. Uh, I think there will be, no matter who wins, uh, I think there will be more writing. Uh, writing has now become commonplace, and especially with everybody kind of holed up, and they say, oh, there's a protest here, there's a protest there, it's something for us to do. Yeah, it, you're yeah. going to see, and I like that mini-scale civil war. Uh, you it's going to go beyond some of the protests that we've had for the other causes. There will be protests no matter which side wins. There will be. There will be a specific amount of time that people are going to get out there and protest. So, yes, my prediction, no matter who wins, yes. Protests, we'll call it a mini civil war. Yes, that's going to happen. Yeah, now two things with that. Um, number one, again, this is not remotely related, but I just saw the uh, lady who is in the the office next to our studio just come back with a bunch of food and she didn't bring us anything back. So I want to... Well, that's typical. Well, right. Yeah. And um, the second thing is, uh, you know, I'm not in favor of looting, but... But, but but I've got a really cheap laptop and I'm kind of figuring if this thing kind of gains a lot of momentum, I might just get involved for one night and try and get myself an Alienware laptop or a Dell gaming system just just for a one off. Well, I don't want to get feed I don't want to get food to feed the family. I just want to get a so better laptop. If, if if you look at it that way, then you realize that Sony and Microsoft have realized there will be some form of mini civil war because I would go out and get me a new Xbox. But they yeah. decided to delay that until much past the election, and they're hiding behind the fact that it's a Christmas thing. But... I'm with you. If if we're all going to go out and we're going to steal something, then I'm going to get me a new Xbox. Yeah. And instead of like we talked about before, you know, maybe we're going to wait until after the first of the year, after you know the day ones are out. Uh, if if I knew I could just run down because everybody's bashing yeah. in some store, I'd probably snag me an Xbox. Right. Uh, why not? Yeah. Now, did, did you did you actually know that? Part of the solution for the reduction of crime in New York, well, particularly Manhattan, and, you know, the other boroughs during the late 70s and during the 80s was actually down to the uh, saturation of gaming consoles, Nintendos, because a lot of time people were committing crimes because they were bored and didn't have anything to do, and so they sure. went out and stuff. But when the computer systems came in, they sat home and played games all night. And ah. so there were actually um, government programs to give incentives to stores to reduce the price on these consoles so pretty much anybody could afford them to actually reduce crime. And it was measured in more than one state, and it was measured overseas as well, 
that the introduction of gaming consoles reduced crime greatly. That makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Uh, I don't remember which Batman movie it was, but they were talking about the the TV and the Batman movie, and there was this uh, attachment you put on the TV, and it kind of dug into your brain and, and kept you there. It's it's kind of that same thing. Are you sure you know? that was a Batman movie? I'm pretty sure it was a Batman movie. It sounds like and, a SpongeBob episode. Uh, uh, or it could have been a Door of the Explorer. Yeah. I, I don't know. Now, do you think COVID will go away about a week after the election, after the results, uh, it's going to disappear? You or know what? Do you think I, it's used politically? Or? No, I think it's going to depend on who's elected. Right. Well, that's uh, what I mean. I mean, yeah. So, so prediction from... The Shepherd, if uh, Joe Biden wins the election, COVID disappears by March. Along with it, hurricanes. We'll never have another hurricane or forest fire, according yeah, to him. Yeah. Yeah. If, if Trump wins, we're staying in the COVID season. Yeah. That, that is my prediction. Yeah. Quite honestly, uh, I think that is what's going to happen. Now, now, do you think... Um, I mean, obviously, a lot of states through their courts have said that they're going to, you know, take mail-in ballots days after the election and they're going to have to be counted, even ones which aren't signed. Um, there's some states which have said, you know, there doesn't have to be an ID to prove that this person actually voted and all this. Do you think by this point, if it drags on past the election night, which I'm 99.9% oh, sure it will. 99. So, yeah. so, and I know where you're going here, yeah. but, but let's stop, put a pin in that and say, I am 99.999% sure on Tuesday, we are not going to know who's elected president. And the fact you've just said that, we probably are 99.9% .9 sure that they will announce it on Tuesday night. Probably. Yeah. But no, I mean, my, my question was going to be, do you think people at that point are going to be fatigued when it drags on too long and don't really give a crap just as long as they sort it out and they just want to get on with their lives? I, I, I think they are. I think we just, we're so fatigued with everything else that's going on right yeah. now that this is just one more thing that we're sitting here trying to figure out when this is going to end. Uh, you know the COVID thing. Nobody knows when this is going to end. You know when can when can I just go into a store and not put a mask on my face? Right. Is that what I'm supposed to do the rest of my life? So the same thing with the election. L look, let's just get it figured out, and so we can move on. Stop dragging things out. Uh, this is not some kind of uh, sitcom. This is not some kind of drama show on Netflix where, it, you know, you you could have had the show that would have been three episodes, but we turn it into ten and we just drag out this story and we don't know what's going on. We don't know what the end is. Just tell us what the end game is. Right. Just just tell us what the results are. Now, are you going to be um, on Tuesday? Are you going to be sitting at home glued to the screen like nine o'clock onwards just kind of see where it's going you know i don't know yet uh i i remember when the 2016 election happened i was actually in new orleans louisiana and i was on a work trip and everybody else on that work trip decided they were going to bed early and so i'm 
standing there in the hotel wondering, you know, what am I going to do? Because actually the next morning we had a fishing trip planned. And so everybody wanted to go to bed early and rest up for that. And I'm like, well, I'm in New Orleans. It's election night. You know, what am I supposed to do? And I remember walking down the street and going to a newsstand. And I bought four copies of Newsweek magazine that had Hillary Clinton oh, right. on, the on the front, front yeah. and said, Madam Secretary. Yeah, uh-huh. Madam, I, Madam President. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I have, uh, I gave one to a buddy of mine in New York City. Uh, he has one. I gave one to a friend of mine in uh, the outskirts of Atlanta, Georgia, and I still have the other two copies. But I saw that and I thought, well, wait a second. We haven't even decided the election yet, and this is already on the newsstand. Right. So, so they only had four copies. That's why I bought the four copies. I still have those the remaining two copies sitting in a, a box somewhere in my right. house. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen this time around, though. Uh, will I sit there and watch it? I'll probably turn the TV on after the kids go to bed on Tuesday night just to see what the news channels are saying. You know, are we going to drag this out? Have we already decided who the president's going to be? All that and leave it at that. Yeah. Now, I actually think, I mean, given I think it was Hillary Clinton's birthday last week or earlier this week, yeah, uh, when it, our latest, it was in October. Yeah, when our latest Supreme Justice was uh, voted in, that maybe you should send one of your spec copies to her. But you know, I love you, and I don't want you to commit suicide next week. So maybe no, no yeah. maybe I, don't I'd, do that. I'd rather not do that. Not, not yeah. yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I've still got you know twenty-one yeah. years left in my life. Yeah, so not I'm, not, I'm not, not you send that early. You have, yeah. Yep. Now, um, you know, I try to think of, you know, if I was able to ask, you know, any politician who we could actually get to come into the podcast and ask them a very pertinent and serious question about the election, what would I ask? What would be the one thing where I think most politicians wouldn't answer because it's so controversial, but I, I wanted the, to ask I think you the do question, this. I think the question would be, did George Lucas make a huge mistake selling the Star Wars franchise to Disney? No, nah, he's just swimming in money. So not oh. from his point of view. For okay. the rest of us, yeah. But actually, it was a. If you could vote for any Sesame Street character to be president, who would it be? Oh, see, much better question. Uh, Big Bird. Big Bird. Why? Because he's clueless. You know, he, he's just walking around. He's got his imaginary friend, Snuffleupagus. Uh, which Why is he late, imaginable? He well, exists. Well, when, no, when I was a kid, Snuffleupagus was imaginary. Now I've yeah. heard the Sesame Street canon says that he exists. But Well, I've seen him. He does exist. But if you look at Big Bird, the big question should be who would run... And who would be the running mate? I would say Big Bird for president and Oscar the Grouch for vice president. No, you, you cannot choose the running mate oh, from Sesame Street. The running, ma- the running mate has to be from the Star Wars universe. Who's backing oh. up Big Bird? Yoda. Why? Well, you've, got, big- you've got to think about if the first candidate dies or something unfortunate happens, 
the second one, the running mate, is going to take over. Do you really want Yoda to uh, oh, take over? Oh, absolutely. I think would, he's a better advisor. Why, why wouldn't you want Yoda running the country? He's, mm. he's the only one <laughs> in the Star Wars universe that really didn't make any mistakes. And he's always that, that quiet guy that's kind of sitting in the corner. And, and remember, was it, uh, was it episode two whenever he fought Count Dooku? And, you know, he's always walking around with the cane. Next thing you know, he's got yeah. his lightsaber and he's flipping all over the place. And, and he's crazy. That, that's what you'd want in a vice presidential candidate. Yeah, but you also uh, have to remember that in The Empire Strikes Back, it was pretty uh, confused by the concept of a flashlight. Ow, I, I, I think that was brilliant because I know that... You know, he knew what a flashlight was. He was fooling Luke. He was trying to prove to him that he knew a lot more than Luke ever knew. Well, I, that's kind of the way. So, uh, last uh, before we wrap this up, let's let's make some last minute predictions. So, uh, like I said, we're not going to be partisan with this. Uh, you know, uh, and and I'm I'm going to go ahead and say this, but. Uh, I almost hate that I'm going to say this. Seriously, if you haven't voted, go vote. Uh, this is going to be, you know, out before the election day and all that. So, so go vote. But uh, if Biden wins, do we see any difference in the country? It, what What do you think? It, I it, I, uh, I do think there will be, but like like you said, we don't want to go down. Right, but you know, okay. Uh, yeah. So, so yes, you're going to see a difference if yeah. Trump wins again. Do you see anything changing? Well, you know, I, I tend to vote based upon domestic, foreign, and fiscal policies. So I don't really necessarily care that much about the character of the people I'm voting for, unless they're pedos. Uh, so. I'd rather have somebody brash win who maybe might be come across like we discussed in one of our previous podcasts about maybe they exercise a little bit of toxic masculinity. I'd rather have somebody a little bit brash win who will get things done and make things work better for us than somebody who's trying to be an appeaser. And that's why, you know, if you had to push me, I would rather have trump win i don't think joe biden necessarily you know has the nerve to stand up to some of the people who would like to see america fail and i don't just mean that in terms of foreign people i mean that in terms of within the country so but having said that i think it's really up in the air if you gave me a prediction i absolutely don't know i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't want to place one dollar on who's going to win and who's not going to win, you know, because especially, like I said, my dog got a mail-in vote option and I suppressed her vote, but right. I, I just and, I just don't know. I, I can honestly tell you, I, I don't know who's going to win. I really don't. I think uh, one thing we can blame the mainstream media on is the suppression of the fly that landed on Mike Pence's head. That yeah. fly should have had a voice. Should have had a voice. We probably got a mail-in vote. 
Well, of course he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he probably well, didn't have a I'm short sorry. lifespan, so he probably I, died before it got um, to the post office. And, I don't know. and of course, I'm misgendering the fly. I don't know if it's a male or female fly or, or non-binary or yeah. whatever. So I apologize to the fly that landed on Mike Pence's head if I offended you, because that's the last thing we want to do. So hopefully you've listened to this before the election. Uh, if you're listening to it after the election, and uh, we may or may not know who the president is. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's it's going to be interesting. Even if, you, even if you're listening to this in March 2021, we still might not know. Ah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's an excellent point. So thank you, everybody, for your continued support and listening to the podcast. We certainly appreciate it, and we will catch you on the next one.